so I handed him my bottle And he drank down my last swallow Then he bombed a cigarette And asked me for a life Welcome everyone to a Friday edition of Canada's Pinball Podcast The only pinball podcast that knows Joe Balser is still at American Pinball. Oh my God. So I just got off the phone with my good friend, Derek, who's a big fan of Willy Wonka. And he said, Chris, can you say something nice about Willy Wonka on today's show? It's actually a great game. And then I went on Pinside and someone put up a thread that says, the verdict is in. Wonka is a wonder and Canada is a wonker. And then this this person, Shastings, goes on this big tirade about how wrong I am about the game and how one man's opinion about this game is meaningless and yada, yada, yada. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you love Willy Wonka, I am so happy you love the game. I'm happy you enjoy the game. I don't think I've been unfair about Willy Wonka. If you listen to what I'm, I've said about the pin, I think the game is one of the best shooting pinball machines. And he's look. the thing is this, he's blaming me about the cheap drains out of the pop bumper. Okay, so someone needs to tell this guy to go actually read the Wonka owner's thread that I've been reading and why are so many people talking about the drains that come out of the pop bumper section? Like, am I making that up? Or is it accurate? Or is everyone lying to me? And I'm simply reporting the facts incorrectly. But here's what I've been thinking about over the last few days, other than the fact that I got Joe Balser leaving AP all wrong. So thank you for the bad information. You know who you are out there. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about that and the rumor mill and what I've been hearing and like Stern's next reveal and, and, and am, I, am I being lied to by more people to try to make the show lose credibility. I'm going to talk a little bit about that. Um, but first, let me talk about Willy Wonka because I think that people out there are trying some for some reason uh, to blame me for Wonka and and or or for the lack of hype around Wonka or getting people's excitement levels through the roof and then turning around and saying I didn't like the way the game was coded. Here's here's the thing, and I said this: all you have to do is play the game and make up your mind on whether or not you like it or not. Now, what I don't like is this. What I don't like is this. I don't like being pressured. And no one likes being pressured into having to like a game. And we saw the same thing with Pirates of the Caribbean. If you like Pirates of the Caribbean, great. If you don't, that's fine as well. But when people are like, it's the greatest game of all time and you have to agree with me, okay? No, we don't have to agree with you. We might not think it's the greatest game of all time. And and pinball is 100% a subjective journey for all of us, okay? Now look, I do want to spend more time on a Willy Wonka machine. The last time I went to Sunshine to play it, it wasn't working, but it's been a pretty reliable machine. I mean, I read the threads. I mean, I I used to see Pirates of the Caribbean's broken down every day. I'm not seeing that with Willy Wonka. I think you Wonka owners out there are having a game that is probably the most problem-free game out of all the Jersey Jack games that are out there. So they've been successful in making a game much more reliable, okay? They've made code updates, which has made the game better. And they've added more speech and more call-outs and more clips and more modes and more lights and all the stuff that's going on in that game. Here's the thing that I want to say that's very nice about Willy Wonka and Jersey Jack Pinball. And I've said this before. 
They make the best premium pinball product in the world. There's no doubt about it. You, as much as I love Batman 66, as much as I love the code in my Batman game, there is a reason why after playing Willy Wonka, I came home and I immediately wanted Willy Wonka. It is just another level of quality that is in these Jersey Jack games, without a doubt. And I don't think anyone would disagree with that. When you hear about Stern Pinball, and when you hear about the bomb and Gary Stern's desire to get every game at a certain cost, and they're very successful at that, and that is why Stern is a very successful pinball company. But there's no way around a simple fact, and it's a fact that a lot of people out there just don't want to face up to, is that Stern pinball machines are much cheaper to make than a Jersey Jack pinball machine. And it shows, it's very clear, it's very night and day, which game has more in it, which game has uh, more mechanisms, has more, you know, integrated, uh, I'm using the word integrated, no, has more going on the, on the LCD screen, has a bigger LCD screen, has more animations in it. Well, maybe Jurassic Park has more than, than some of these recent Jersey Jack games. But you know what I'm saying? You can't stand over a Jersey Jack game next to a Stern game and say these games are the same value in terms of cost. It's just not there. I mean, I, I mean cost of materials. So Jersey Jack games give you more. Okay, but, but see, that's where it ends for me because at that point, Jack is putting more into games. Jack, I, I won't say Jack is trying harder, but I do think he's trying harder. I will say it. I think Jack allows his designers and his coders and the people over there to put more in the game. When I hear stories of Stern Pinball, it's more about Gary Stern walking over and telling designers to take stuff out. And you're going to hear, I'm going inter to, I interviewed Christopher Franchi. You're going to hear stories of what it's like to be a designer at Stern in which you have to yank stuff out of a game. But we all know that, right? This is not a mystery to us that Stern Pinball is about removing stuff. You have to look no further than Elvira. We all know that Dennis Nordman, a man who designs incredible ramps in his games, would never in a million years design those boring, mundane ramps in Elvira, okay? And yet what happened? Stern yanked stuff out. Stern made stuff simpler. And what happened? All of you ran and bought it like suckers. Yes, Zach many suckers go and run and buy whatever is put in front of them without thinking about it. And now look at the people who are opening up Elvira. Look at them. They're opening up their game. They spent so much money on their game and the code's not finished. And the game has a long way to go. And the game has got pretty boring shots. And there's not much to do in the game. Okay? And it kind of hurts me that I know on the other side of the fence, distributors are sitting on Willy Wonka LE machines. Like they, I, I had a friend call me yesterday. He's like, distributors are trying to unload Willy Wonka LEs. So has the demand for Willy Wonka dried up a little bit? And I think it's sad that Willy Wonka is sitting in boxes at distributors with, with no home to go to right now, and people are unboxing Elvira, an unfinished game that definitely had cost-cutting measures put into it. There, there, which would I rather have? If you were to ask me, which would I rather have, Willy Wonka or Elvira? Without a doubt, I would rather have a Willy Wonka. The game is much further along. It's pretty much done. It's all at a polishing stage now. There's more in the game, for sure, absolutely more in the game. The game shoots way better, has a much more unique layout, and yet Elvira is selling hotter than Willy Wonka is right now. 
Now, if you look at the Willy Wonka life cycle, I think obviously the clear coat issue was an issue for them. And, and without a doubt, a lot of people pumped the brakes and said, I'm not going to go in on a Jersey Jack game until they figure out this problem. And look, I was the one who was telling you to do that. And I think that was the smart thing to do. And no company right now has actually publicly come out and said they found and fixed the problem. But we know that they will have to, right? Because there's no way around it. You can't hide this problem. It, it, it is as clear as day um, if the clear coats are, are pooling and, and, and chipping and all that jazz, right? Okay, so Willy Wonka, is, is, is it starting to run out of steam already? And is it selling as well as Jersey Jack thought it would sell? Now, look, I'm going to agree with this guy on Pinside for a minute and say, okay, like, let's just hypothetically say it is the greatest game of all time and you love it and it's awesome and Canada's all wrong and Canada's an idiot and why does anybody listen to that show? Well, maybe because we're damn entertaining and we keep going and we stay on topic and we don't make you wait about what I had for breakfast. All right, so let's just say hy- hypothetically... And let's just say, let's just say it is. Let's just say Willy Wonka is a great game and you love it and it's so much fun. Then why isn't it selling right now? Why isn't it flying off the shelves? I'm sure it's still selling. But my question is, why isn't it moving as fast? Or is it going to lose momentum soon? And the answer is yes. And I'll tell you why. And I've said this before. It's not just about making the product. I, and this guy also on Pinside is like, stick to your marketing. Look, look, my friend, and look everybody out there. I want Jersey Jack to be super successful. And by the way, Jack, happy belated birthday, brother. I know you might think I'm a terrible person, but I have nothing but respect for Jersey Jack Pinball. And I hope he knows that. And I hope you share that with him. Happy birthday, Jack. But my whole point with Jack has always been one thing. You can be standing in front of one of the greatest pinball machines. And how you launch that pinball machine, it does matter. And your strategy by which you put the game into the world, it does matter. And everything that becomes a creative decision on a pinball machine is also part of the marketing process of that game. So let's just remove you know, the, the, the video clips that aren't synced up. Let's remove all that from the, the situation of launching Willy Wonka pinball machine and wanting pinball and wanting that pinball machine to be as successful as possible. You know, we've said it before, a couple just huge mistakes, huge mistakes. You don't, you don't announce 500 collector's editions and then make people wait seven months to get it, okay? I mean, it's mid-October. We haven't even seen it yet. I have friends who are in on it and are getting impatient and are getting ready to bail. And the thing now is some of them are are just going to go buy a used LE from someone and save themselves a lot of money, but Jersey Jack won't see a penny of that. So you don't make them wait. The other thing you don't do is this. You don't say we're going to make five thousand limited edition versions of the game and here's why you don't do that because the moment you say that everybody who wants to get an le is thinking a few things one they're thinking to themselves there's no way they're going to sell five thousand of them or or if even if they do um that's not limited so there's no urgency to buy it the other thing that's going through their head is well okay if jack's going to make five thousand of these He's going to be making Willy Wonka machines for a few years now. I can just wait. And I can wait to see what's next from Jersey Jack. I can wait to see Guns N' Roses. I can wait to see Toy Story. I can wait to see what's next from Deep Root and from Stern and from Chicago Gaming and from Spooky. You almost create an environment in which you are giving your buyer too much time to think about it. And Stern does the complete opposite, right? 450 L-Virus sold within 24 hours, and the games are in boxes, you know, in people's homes within two weeks. 
Two weeks, not enough time, right? Imagine if you're a signature buyer right now of Elvira witnessing the Ellie unboxings. All 50 of those people must be like, what the hell did I just do? Why did I spend 5,000 more for a game that's going to sit incomplete in my home now for two years? It's going to happen. It doesn't matter. Stern doesn't care. They locked in everybody's money. So that's what happened. That's the story of Jersey Jack Pinball to me has always been they make, I do believe Jersey Jack makes the highest quality pinball machines. I do. I think sometimes they might overdo it. And, and I mean that. I think sometimes they might make the games overly complex for people to get into them. And I think some of the design decisions in the games have, have really hurt their ability to create the frenzy that they need to create uh, when the games are revealed and shipped to customers. And you have to look no further than the moment in which Pirates of the Caribbean was shown to the world. Does everyone forget? Remember when they pulled the curtain off on Pirates of the Caribbean? Everybody wanted one. Everybody. I remember that day like it was yesterday. I believe it was at Expo. Everybody wanted one. It was a dark day for Stern. The magic of pinball had returned. The game was super amazing, had all these interesting mechs, you know, the spinning discs, the, the trunk, the whirlpool, the rocking ship. Everybody wanted one. Everybody would have bought one. But what happened? A year went by and no games even went out the door. A year. You, know, you can't give people time to think about it. So Jack has cut that time into only two months now. So we do give Jack a lot of credit for Willy Wonka. Now look, Wonka is, will live or die will succeed or fail it won't fail i think wonka will be i think it will be a a great game for jack i don't think it will be the smash hit that wizard of oz was for jack and i don't think jack should worry about it trying to reach wizard of oz numbers i think if jersey jack can start to get two to three games out every two years okay that's a, that's i think a reasonable goal for jersey jack pinball if they can get two to three games out every 24 months I think they're going to see a lot more success. You got to give people variety. You got to give people options. I mean, right now, Jersey Jack Pinball is basically a movie theater that is only showing one movie for a very long time. And Stern Pinball is an AMC movie theater that has like eight to 10 options every day for you to pick and choose. But which one are you going to go into and keep going into, right? And they need to just, they need to sort of close the gap a little bit and give people more variety. But that's my thing. I mean, people want to yell at me and make Canada's to blame for all the problems. Uh, and it, no, I'm not, you know, there's no, no one's right or wrong. See, that's the other thing too, is nobody is ever right or wrong on whether a game is good or bad. It's all up to you, what you feel about the game. If you love Oktoberfest, great. Doesn't mean I have to love it. So speaking of that, let's move on. Speaking of that, um, I was wrong that Joe Balser left AP. Um, there are a lot of rumors that swirl around that topic. But here's what was interesting. When Dobble reached out to me, which I appreciate Dobble reaching out to me, he said something in his correspondence that I would be very happy with the third title. Now, that's an interesting thing because if he's listened to any of my shows recently, uh, we've all ripped on Robin Hood and Sherlock Holmes and Valkyrie and Poker Run. So does that mean that Game 3, which we have confirmation is being designed by Joe Balser, do we have confirmation that this title is going to be something 
outside of those four titles and it will be something we're going to get excited about. So I'll say this and I, and you know, maybe I'm just like in a better mood today because I'm going on vacation on Monday. That's right. You're going to be able to have two and a half weeks of no Canada's pinball podcast. Well, that's not exactly true. I'll explain in a little bit what, what I mean by that. But here's the thing. I think American pinball, and I've said this before, they give you a lot for the money. Absolutely. I don't like the first two themes. I don't like the fact that they had to rush and fix John Papadouk's like Houdini disaster that he put on their lap. It was a miracle they got that game out when they did. Shots are too tight. Artwork, eh, I don't know about steampunk and Houdini. Um, Oktoberfest, you know how I feel. Uh, yeah, we'll just leave it at that. Just, I just never would have gone down that road with that theme. Um, but game three is an opportunity for them to show us something. And clearly, they have the resources they have the talent. They need to make a few adjustments, and I think American Pinball could make a hit. And you know what I feel like those adjustments are. They need better art. They need the display to look more professional. And that's really it because I think Balser puts a lot of stuff into the game. I think he gives you unique shots, unique layouts, unique toys. I mean, Oktoberfest is jam-packed. Put Oktoberfest next to Elvira right now. Put it next to it. Tell me what's got more in it. All right. What's more unique? What's more interesting? Oh, man. It's like it's almost like all that fun stuff just wasted on a theme that people didn't want. And then that horrendous art package. So if they could fix those things and art is really easy to fix. And so that's why I'm confident they're going to get this thing right. Now, what I would have done if I was Davos, I'd be like, you know, maybe we should hit up Canada, get him to sign an NDA and maybe work with him on picking an artist and figuring out a way to do it. Come on, guys. My mother's an artist. Flor Providenza Florence Restivo, she's an artist. She worked in the art department. That's where she met my father at Bristol Myers. Anyway, she know, you know, I, I have some genes in me that are artistically inclined. All right, Brenda's opening the door. She might make a noise. She's, she said something about needing a brush. All right, so that's the thing. I think game three from American Pinball, very interesting. Now the question becomes, when will we see it? Because we all know that Oktoberfest, ironically, is probably flatlined, and even though it's October. Um, and I expect to see AP's third game. I would say, I don't, you know, here's the thing. They must have learned the lesson by now that they need, they need to reveal the game and ship it in a close window. Remember they revealed Oktoberfest around October, and then it didn't ship for six months? They can't do that again. So hope, I think TPF is where we're going to see the new game from American Pinball. Right, it's like this weird thing in pinball. Like, if you miss Expo, then it has to be TPF. We, it's like the, the other months don't count in the world of pinball reveals, uh, which is silly because with the internet and Facebook and media, you don't need a pinball show to get people uh, excited about your pinball game. But pinball is very analog. You do want people to jump on it, enjoy it, and play it, and give that kind of feedback. And that you can't get that unless you have people physically jumping on a machine. All right. Okay. So that's American Pinball. All right. What else do I want to talk about? Um, spooky Pinball, Scott Denise's throwback 80s retro game coming. Lots of excitement for that. Uh, people keep speculating that it's going to be a spooky themed game, you know, like a Nightmare on Elm Street or Friday the 13th or Night of the Living Dead or something like that. Uh, do you know why Night of the Living Dead is in Elvira? It's because I think it was John Romero, or I think that's who directed it. He forgot to put the trademarking stuff at the end of that movie. 
Uh, and so anyone can use it. It's like it's like open IP for, for anyone to put in a game. Um, so we will see Spooky's next game. Will we see it at Expo? I don't think so. I don't think so because I think Chuck still wants to sell every single Alice Cooper. And Chuck absolutely, absolutely wants to avoid the delay on getting people the game. And everyone is starting to wake up to the reality that you don't need to reveal early. It makes no sense. Just just show the game when games are on the line. If that 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 needs to be the new par for the course with all manufacturers. Don't show the game until games are being screwed together. All right? Because you know people are going to buy it. They are going to buy it unless it's called Cosmic Carnival. All right, we'll see if Suncoast comes back. Well, I don't know. Lots of demand for that to happen, right? Mm-mm. All right, what else is going on in the pinball world? I did see a Lord of the Rings LE for sale on Pinside for $10,500. Wow. Wow, maybe I should have kept mine. I bought mine three, four years ago, long ago, like five years ago for $7,500. Uh, it's like it, the, the listing says it has every mod you'd want. It, it has some of the good mods, not all of them. Um, Lord of the Rings holds a very special place in my heart. I still think it's one of the greatest pinball machines of all time. Uh, and because I love, love, love how they brought that movie to life without relying on an LCD screen. I love it. And and it has all the right callouts, all the right modes, all the right magic, all the right toys. It has everything you could ask for in a pinball machine. In a lot of ways, we've gone backwards with relying on the LCD screen. I mean, when the games were all below the glass, uh, it's incredible. I do love the screen though too. I'm not gonna lie. I do love having it. I think you know we can we can advance pinball and still have magic above and below the glass as well. All right, I'm hearing from people on a game uh, that is getting a, just just applauded across the board for being amazing. So I do want to give a shout out to Mr. Keith Elwin for Jurassic Park LE because I'm hearing from from Jurassic Park owners and LE owners that this game is phenomenal. Phenomenal. I mean, across the board, people are loving this game. They're loving the way it shoots. They're loving the toys. They're loving, uh, you know, the animations in the game. And Keith, once again, has, I think, he's building an army of people that are just like Keith fanatics. He's, he's, he's going to become so popular that he could go write his own salary somewhere else one day if he wants to leave. Because, uh, you know, I would imagine Keith making a Jersey Jack game with his design layouts, but having even more money to put into the bomb of his games. Uh-oh, Jack, did you hear me? Go call up Mr. Keith Elwin. No. So here's the thing. If you're a pinball designer, uh, you probably want to be somewhere that that makes more games because um, your games are going to get out there. They're going to get distributed the right way. They're going to get... Um, you know they're going to get the exposure you want, and and that's what Stern does so well. As and, you know, as much as I give them crap for the low bomb and overcharging, which we know they are, um, they have a sales force, they have a distribution base, they 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 make you famous. Like Stern could take any game and make it famous, whether or not people like the game or not is up for us to decide. But they'll make it famous. They'll put it on enough stages to give it the right amount of exposure. Not not every pinball company has that ability. It's going to be interesting to see how Deep Root tries to accomplish that with without a, a distribution model in place the way Stern does. Where is Deep Root? We're going to find out in like a month, right? When is that Houston Arcade Expo? It's like mid to late November. 
And so come November, when Deep Root finally shows us something, we're going to be able to actually have an opinion about something tangible that's in front of us. I have to imagine Robert is smart enough to know that he just can't come out. It's weird to me that he already said he's going to come out with not finished artwork and a not full game. And it's they're bringing something out to collect sort of uh, do, an, do a feedback, a data analysis on, on stuff they're working on. I, I kind of think that's a mistake, and, and, I, and I do. I, I don't think after all this time, why would you show like incomplete art? Like why would you show a work in progress? Like that's not really gonna win people over. I, I, I can't imagine it will, especially when everyone else is showing you final games. So, I mean, unless they show us just like a ball like levitating in midair on a play field and they're like, you know, more to come at Deep Root. I don't know. I don't know what they could do. Uh, let's see. What else is going on in the pinball world? So um, if you want a big Lebowski, my friend Sean Goodwin. Is it Sean Goodwin? I think Sean's last name. Sean, Sean sorry, man. I, I, I should pull up your your Facebook page right now. Um, yeah, I, I was right. Sean Goodwin. Sean is selling his big Lebowski. And here's the deal with Sean. He's a great guy. He needs to sell his game for... Uh, medical reasons for a family member. He sold his Corvette. He's raising capital. He will sell you his Big Lebowski at $18,000 firm. So if you're interested in buying a Big Lebowski for $18,000, email me at canadapinball at gmail.com. I will put you in touch with Sean. It's, he's a no-hassle guy. You'll have your game in a few days, and you can be flipping the Big Lebowski. And his game is in great condition, and everything's working in his game, Okay. So, Sean, I did you a favor. I gave you uh, uh, 2,500 listeners of Canada's Pinball Podcast will now know about your Big Lebowski for sale. Um, Big Lebowski's, you know, I keep hearing people defending Barry and saying he's going to get it done. And like I said, I hope he gets it done. I'm interested to see what the little trinkets are that he's going to put into the EA games. What's interesting is an EA recently bought a new one. So we're going to see very soon what changes Barry makes to the EA versions of the games because he said they're going to get something special if they bought their game again. It sounds so ridiculous to say that, that someone had to buy their game again, and but when they do, they're going to get something that's amazing, apparently. So we'll see what that is as well. All right. I will not be going to Expo, people. You know that. I, I've told you that. I wish I could go. I really want it to be part of the pinball meet the pinball media thing that Ken Cromwell put together. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think the pinball personalities out there are super exciting to hang out with and they all do great shows and then everyone, you know, well, you know, everybody but some. <laughs> I'm not going to name names. Uh, but it would have been fun to be part of that Royal Rumble. Uh, I might be going on special when lit. This weekend, Ken and I are trying to figure a time out for that. I also interviewed someone that you're going to love hearing from, and that is Mr. Christopher Franchi. Now, when I said you would not get Canada's Pinball Podcast, um, that you would not get it while I'm in Japan, that's not exactly true. So I will be airing the interview with Mr. Franchi. Uh, look for that sometime after Expo. So I think maybe around like October 22nd might be a good day to tune back in to Canada's Pinball Podcast. Hint, hint, wink, wink. All right. Maybe I'll even do some shows in which uh, I, I record just nonsense and have them scheduled to go up. No, I'm not going to do that. All right. So here's the deal. Here's the deal with like 
uh, you know, rumors and, and, and what people have been telling me and, and, and the quagmires it puts me in. You know this show. I love to just report on rumors. I hear something, I just say it. I don't, you know, I don't fact check it as much as I should. I don't follow up with people as much as I should. I don't go to the manufacturers because this is always what this show's been. It's like I just shoot from the hip and I hear something, I say something. Now, there are times in which I should be more responsible because it could adversely affect uh, a company or an individual who works at a company. And so I will do a better job at stuff like that. And the Joe Bosser thing comes to mind for stuff like that. Like that was stupid. I, that was lazy of me. I got that in the morning and I put it up and I should have I should have reached out to see if that was the case. Okay. Now, but when I hear like rumored titles and what might be next and what could be coming, I'm not going to go check with the manufacturer because I don't care to check with the manufacturers because they're not going to tell me yes or no on anything that I ask them. So it would be a futile effort to do that. It'd be like me wanting to confirm with Stern Pinball, hey Stern, do, do your games really just cost like less than $3,000 to make? You think they're going to confirm that for me? We know it costs that because Nick Parks already confirmed it for us. All right, and they're still they're still mad at him for that. They're still mad at Nick Parks for that revelation. Um, okay, so here's the thing. I was telling you how excited I was for the, the Stern's next title from Brian Eddy, and it's like nostalgic throwback theme. All right, so what happens within a few day period? I'm getting ready to like, you know, tell you what it is, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the people that told me this, a few sources, some of them closer to the project than others. People are starting to backtrack on me, like saying, oh, like, well, I didn't really see it. And like, that's just what I was told. And maybe they told me that to like, to try and see who's leaking stuff. And maybe I'm being set up. So maybe you shouldn't say what it is. And that, now that's what I'm getting. That's what I'm hearing from people. And, you know, imagine if you're in my shoes, right? And, and you have a show and you want to, you want to like get excited about stuff. You want to like tell the listener something that nobody ha is saying. And then you get something and people are like, trust me, it's real. Like, I know for a fact that this is happening. I don't know why I'm doing this voice. But you know what I'm saying? I get that kind of confidence and I get that kind of excitement from people that are knocking on my door. And this is like the nature of bad reporting because there's nothing I can do. But as a listener of Canada's Pinball Podcast, I think I've realized that you would rather hear the rumor. You would rather hear the speculation right or wrong. And I think that's the truth in what you would want. Now, does it eat away at my credibility? Does it make me less entertaining? Does it make me like, uh, I don't know, like a fraud or a manipulator or I don't know. You know, I don't think so. I don't think it really matters. It's freaking pinball people. I mean, every time, every time I start to feel like any of this really matters, I just have to remind myself that, you know, your health and your wellness and, and, and having a, a warm bed and a dry house is all that matters in, in life and, and your, your, your friends and family. Like this is pinball. This doesn't matter very much. Who cares if I falsely attribute a title to a designer, to a company? Who cares? What? Who cares? If, that, if you listen to me and then don't buy a game because you're saving up money. Like some guy sent me an email. He's like, Chris, I, I love the approaches people take to try to get me to say stuff. He says, Chris, come on, man. He's like, I've got my money like about to be tied up in games and will you just tell me what it is? I swear I won't tell anybody. And it's like, are you like, uh, no, like, like, I don't care what, where your money is tied up in pinball. I don't care like if, if what I know 
could like change your mind. You're going to find out. You're all going to find out. You're all going to find out sooner or later. No title is ever hard to get if it gets announced. You could easily, this is the part I never get. If you have any relationship with a distributor, all you ever have to do is call up your distributor and say, I want to be on the list for every new LE that comes out. Just call me and let me make up my mind and I will I will pay you immediately if it's a title that speaks to me. If you're a serious pinball person that doesn't want to miss out, just do that. It's so freaking easy. I don't understand how anyone ever gets locked out of buying a game in this industry, right? See, Stern wants you to believe it's hard to get these games. They're half going to go overseas. I'm talking like an idiot again. They're, no, it's not hard to get any Stern. It wasn't even hard to get a Stern signature edition of Elvira. I had like I had like 48 hours to make up my mind on one. And I was just like, eh, stupid. And, and I love it because JJ over at Game Exchange, I love JJ, by the way. He's so fun. He's like he's like trying to talk me out of buying the signature edition. He's like, he's like man, he's like, I can't, I can't see it. I can't see the value. And I agreed with him. But even so, I wanted it. Um, I want, That's how bad this hobby has us, isn't it? That even when you know you're getting ripped off, you can't help but like jump right into the stupidity. Um, so here's the thing. Let me just let me just air for you on the end of this podcast. Um, let me just air for you what I heard. The rumor was on what Brian Eddy's game would be. And I, I don't know if this is true. I don't know if it's false. It, this could be 100% false. So don't hold it against me. Um, you know, so I, I don't know. I, I'll just I'll just say that's how we're going to end this show. So, ladies and gentlemen, a Canada Pinball rumored title that I haven't seen most people talk about that I think is probably wrong. I'm going to say that. I am hearing or I heard that Brian Eddy's next title might be this. Sweet the lick. You have a problem with that? No sensei. No mercy. Oh, so you can see why I was so excited. Does that guy yell like, hey, Johnny, you're a screen puff? Like, what the hell is... I, I never even heard that when I watched that movie like a thousand times. Anyway, everyone, I don't know if it's going to happen. I just take it with a grain of salt. I'm just here to tell you what I'm hearing in the in the hobby. So I'm going to be right sometimes. I'm going to be wrong sometimes. But I guarantee you I will always be entertaining and always deliver uh, the best pinball podcast I can to you on a weekly basis. But again, remember, two and a half weeks starting this Monday, the 14th, I'm in Japan for my honeymoon. And please do not email me where to go play pinball in Japan. I'll tell you why. When I travel the world, the last thing I want to do is find where to play pinball. I never understand when people do that who love pinball and they travel around the world and they have to find pinball. No. I want to have the most expensive omokase I can find and shove Michelin star rolls of sushi into my face. They're not rolls of omokase. The fish is actually on top of, of the rice. If you haven't had it, I highly recommend it. Everyone, have an amazing weekend. This has been episode 409 of Canada's Pinball Podcast. Later. Later.